The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The Gospel of the Lord. The other day, Father Joshua and I were playing tennis, which we do as, uh, as much as we can, just to get a little bit of exercise. In fact, I, I uh, want to acknowledge that Father's parents are here, Mr. and Mrs. West. So thank you, for I think they might be over in the St. Monica Hall. Great to have you here. So what, as we were playing, I was uh, listening to the coach. She has about, I don't know, four or five kids that she's coaching. Very enthusiastic, energetic woman. And she said to her kids, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? And I wonder if that question couldn't just be just echoing in our hearts. Do I understand what the Lord is trying to tell me today? So let's kind of put the, put the week behind. We'll just leave it here. All of the, the struggles and the challenges and the ups and downs, we'll put that at the altar. And now we're preparing for a new week. So you, you are being formatted by the word of God. Not by my word, but by the word of God to live this week. You shall love the Lord your God. With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Your heart is the place where the gift of God's love resides. Our heart is where we experience the love of God. It's not a feeling, it's not a pleasure, it's not self-gratification. Love is following Jesus with all the love he has given me and sharing it. As you do this, the burden of the cross, which he has also given you, becomes lighter. St. Augustine famously says, My heart is restless until it rests in thee. Learn, therefore, to rest in him. And at the same time, allow him to rest in you. He wants to rest in us. He wants to rest here at St. Joseph's. He wants to rest in your homes. He wants, to, he wants to rest in your hearts. Your soul. Your soul is that place where contemplation can take place. We are living in a time when people don't even know they have a soul. We have to be the ones to show them there is a spiritual dimension to our lives that goes way beyond this world. 
True happiness is found in your soul, not in your body. Can people tell that you have something special when they are around you? Your mind. Here resides the gift of time and eternity. What goes into your mind imprints itself on all of you. If I allow the culture of entertainment, the lure of money, the quest for knowledge, being right all the time, then I most certainly will put in jeopardy my eternal life. Rather, if you fill your mind with the truth, with the understanding that I am a creature and God is the creator, and that I am here to love and serve him, then I will flourish as a person. I want to know God. I want, to, I want him to come to me. I want to fall in love with him. St. Paul in the second reading encourages us to become models for all the believers. To be a Christian isn't easy. To follow Christ isn't easy. To live by the principles Christ has laid down since the foundation of the earth isn't easy. To be constantly trying to be the best version of yourself just isn't easy. But it is self-evident that the happiest people on earth are those who are closest to God. If he cries out, I will hear him. The widow, the orphan, the disadvantaged, the sideline, those who just aren't, I don't know, like us. They don't have the same, they don't have the same gifts and talents that we have. It's hard for us to see suffering and to be close up to it. It humbles us. But it makes us more human. In a way, it is the face of God. And the greatest, the greatest image of all time will always be the treasure he has left us. The cross and him on it. The sacredness of life. The greatest of all God's creation is us. The human family, each and every one of us. If we love God, we will in turn love our neighbor. And the catechism makes it so clear. So clear. If you can go back home and Google it or open up your catechism, number 2270. And then to 2274. Those numbers in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, states clearly that we believe that life comes from God. And we cannot play God by enforcing our will over it. And you know, we are faced with very important decisions. So let us pray. Let us inform our consciences, read the Catechism, and if you do these things, when it's time to cast your vote... It'll be simple. Vote for life. Life that starts in the womb and finishes at its last breath. Maybe tonight, today, 
just as you go about your Sunday relaxing, this is going to seem counterintuitive. Think about your last breaths. Lying there in the hospital, maybe surrounded by friends, maybe not. Just quietly there, just getting ready to pass from this life. With that in mind, I, uh, speaking to some of you, we've decided that we will do adoration three days before the election. But not exactly the three days before. The Thursday, Friday, and Saturday before November 3rd, Tuesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. We'll do adoration. There's a sign-up sheet over here. Feel free to sign up. I don't think we'll have any problems, so you can come once it's all signed up at any stage. On the Saturday, we'll finish at 5 o'clock, though, because I have the vigil mass. I'd like to finish with this inaugural homily, not the whole thing, just a, a few snippets, that John Paul II gave when he became the Pope. So just imagine this great saint. The power of the Lord, absolute, yet at the same time sweet and gentle, responds to the whole depths of the human person, to its loftiest aspirations of intellect, will, and heart, does not speak a language of force, but expresses itself in charity and truth. The new successor of Peter at the Sea of Rome today raises a fervent, humble, and trusting prayer. Christ, make me become and remain the servant of your unique power, the servant of your sweet power, the servant of your power that knows no setting. Make me a servant, indeed, the servant of your servants. Be not afraid. Open, I say, open wide the doors to Christ, to his saving power. Open the boundaries of states, economic and political systems, the vast fields of culture, civilization and development. Be not afraid. Christ knows that which is in man. He alone knows it. With confidence we now place our petitions before the Heavenly Father that through the church's announcement of the gospel Christ's saving mission will reach all the ends of the earth we pray to the Lord that civil leaders will use their authority to protect and provide for the poor, the oppressed and the unborn we pray to the Lord that our parish will grow in devotion and love of the Holy Eucharist and be filled with the charity and compassion of Jesus Christ. We pray to the Lord. For the grace this week to love with all our heart, soul and mind and our neighbors as ourselves. We pray to the Lord. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And let perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And we now present our petitions to the Blessed Mother.